poor, poor Jen Psaki. Peter Ducey is keep, keeps lighting her up every time she has a press conference. But her biggest problem is the legacy media is beginning to light her up now. Um, the Biden administration is not helping her at all. I don't expect Jen's going to be around much longer. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Uh, so, you notice I didn't have a uh, podcast yesterday. Um, that's because I procrastinate. So what happens is I actually go to my website, I write my show notes, I do everything there. Uh, unfortunately for me, I did my, I actually have written two podcasts for this week because there's so much going on and I didn't update my website in a long time. And then I don't have an SSL certificate for security's sake and, oh, what a pain in the butt. And I knew this was coming. I've known for a couple of years this was coming. I just never dealt with, well, now you know. What my story is. One of the reasons I don't do this at 8 o'clock in the morning is because I procrastinate. I just figure I'll do it at 2 o'clock every day. So yesterday I had to dump $300 to fix the website. I got the website fixed. It's working, sort of. Now it looks like I've got, I still don't have my certificate on there, which I'm going to have to call them to get, I think I got hacked, to tell you the truth. I think I actually got hacked. They said there was a security issue. They went in. They cleaned up some code. Three of my web pages are gone. Uh, and now I'm looking. I see my PHP is is needs to be updated. And I can't update it with my current uh, with my current theme for my website. So it looks like I'm going to have to do that. It's going to take me probably a week to get this thing back up. You still can go to dumbasses talking politics, but. Dot com, but it, and it'll work. You're just not going to see any of the other pages. So it, be prepared for some changes to the website. I, I really love the website, but hey, what are you going to do? Okay, so um, let's talk about I, I, what I was going to do is I almost skipped yesterday's podcast. And I said, no, I'll do it today and then I'll, I'll do another podcast tomorrow. And I can actually add some of the news stories into this podcast because they're they're there. Um, Jen Psaki, this poor gal, um, she she has it rough because she has to answer for one of the most incompetent administrations in United States history. And I don't think right now, I really do not think I'm exaggerating. This Biden administration is beginning to make the Carter administration look fantastic. Um, she's dealing with inflation, high gas prices, supply shortages, the Afghanistan debacle, the immigration crisis, the mixed messaging with the China virus, China already threatening Taiwan, and of course, the Hunter Biden scandal, which, yes, it's a scandal. I think we can honestly say that this is now officially a scandal, and it is going to haunt this administration. More on that a little later. And by the way, I'm sure I'm forgetting more. There's so many different things out there that Biden is doing. Um, By the way, one of the things Biden is doing is Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. What a load of crap that is. Well, Happy Columbus Day, by the way, because Christopher Columbus actually did something. I don't know what the Indigenous Peoples did that they deserve a day. When are we going to see White Man's Day? White People's Day. I, I don't understand. We have Black History Month. We have 
Hispanic Heritage Month, with which I think is this month or last month. I can't remember which it is. We've got Gay and Lesbian Month. We've got LGBTQ Pride Month or whatever it's called. When are we just going to have White People's Month? You know why we don't have White People's Month? Because white people makes up a lot of, of different things. So, anyway, happy Columbus Day for those who I missed it yesterday and I was really going to go off on Columbus Day. But I, I probably, I might still. But happy Columbus Day because I really think Columbus Day is a big deal. Um, oh, by the way, uh, going back to Jen Psaki, I actually don't feel that sorry for her. I think she's a lying sack of garbage. Uh, she's just as bad as the Biden administration. She's just, as, you can hear it when she speaks, when she's, um, 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 I'll circle back, blah, blah, blah. Everyone makes fun of that, but it really just goes to show she really is a lousy speaker. But last week, uh, she particularly had a brutal week. And that, enter Steve Ducey. Um, Steve Ducey has got to be the arch enemy of Jen Psaki. Because he asks really good questions. He's from Fox News, by the way. Now, we could make the comparison between him and, let's say, what's that other character's name? Um, Jim Acosta from CNN, what he was like to Trump. Except Jim Acosta never asked Trump any questions. He'd just lecture him. So he really, he really went at her last week. So let's, let's take a look at some of these questions that he asked. So... Here's the big problem we're having. We're having a major supply shortage, uh, supply line problem in the in the United States. Now, it's happening all throughout the world. A lot of it's because of COVID. In the United States case, the problem is not because of COVID as much as they can't get enough people to actually work. So, Peter Ducey says, okay, well, let's go go at it. And uh, we're having a major supply chain problem. Uh, even Vice President has warned that this could be a big issue come Christmas time. And he goes right at her, right off the bat. First on the economy, there are a half a million containers floating off the California coast with nowhere to go. Major issues in the global supply chain right now. The vice president warned that this could happen in August. So why wasn't more done to prepare? For the global supply chain issues? Yeah, she was talking in August about if you want to have your Christmas toys for your children, now might be the time to start buying them because the delays could be many, many months. I, I ask that because we've been talking about the issues in the global supply chain since January. And the president has not only put in place a task force, but we have taken a range of steps to work to address. Now, it's not just about uh, ensuring that uh, we are having uh, different companies speak to each other. We've certainly done that. We've been a forum for hosting uh, uh, different industry leaders to see what we can uh, what we can reduce in terms of red tape in the process. The, one of the biggest issues in the global supply chain is also COVID and the fact that COVID uh, continues to be uh, a threat to uh, supply chains that are happening globally. So we've also worked to be the by far and away the largest provider of vaccines, know-how, manufacturing capacity to the world. So we've not only been talking about this since January, we've been working to put in place a range of steps to uh, help address the challenges in the supply chain. A lot of this stuff that Jen Psaki is saying is garbage. And one of the things I like to point out is how she speaks and how she answers questions. So the first thing she does, which is a huge mistake, is she answers the question with a question. You mean the global supply chain? Now, we know why she did that. 
she did that to point out that this is a global problem. This is not a problem within the United States. And it's not a problem with the administration. The reality is it is a problem with the administration. It is a problem with the United States. If you look off the coast of Los Angeles, there are 50, 60 uh, ships that are waiting to get into the ports of St. Pedro so they can have their uh, they can have their product pulled off the ship. It's the same problem they're having over in the Atlantic side, New York and Florida and Virginia. They're having the same problem. So it is an administration problem. I also can't stand the way she actually just throws up words. And a lot of it doesn't answer the question. And you'll notice she didn't really answer the question. So the question would be, what is the administration doing to improve the supply chain? And do you know what we got out of that? A task force. Okay, well, what is the task force doing? What has changed to improve the supply chain? And then, of course, she blames COVID again, the China virus again. Newsflash, the pandemic is over. Get over it. The pandemic is over. If it wasn't over, there wouldn't be 50 to 100 ships waiting off the coast of San Pedro. There wouldn't. So the pandemic is over. She's blaming She's blaming the pandemic. And the only thing I got in this whole thing is that uh, they set up a task force, which no one knows what they're doing with this task force. And then she goes into a world, word salad with with what they're actually doing. Well, Peter Deuce, which is nothing. They haven't done anything with it. The task force usually says implement these actions to get this done. They haven't done a thing. So Steve Ducey's not having any, uh, Peter Ducey is not having anything to do with this. So he wasn't going to let her blame the China virus or the errors of the administration. And here he goes, pushing again. As we understand it, it's not just COVID. There are also labor shortages and issues with uh, shipping lines here, uh, overground shipping lines in the U.S. Is the president satisfied that his task force is doing a good job? The, the president recognizes that there are several uh, several layers of the challenge here uh, that contribute to uh, the bottleneck. And on ports and transportation bottlenecks specifically, we appointed, the president appointed, a White House ports envoy this summer, John Bercari, to work with Secretary Buttigieg and bring stakeholders, labor, private industry together to help solve the global transportation supply problems. The fact that he designated and, uh, and uh, appointed someone at that level with a range of vast experience shows that this is a part of the issue we're absolutely focused on. We're also focused, as I noted, on uh, the work of the supply chain task force, also the semiconductor shortage, which has been an issue that has impacted a range of industries, and we're working to attack the challenges in the global supply chain at every point they are in the bottleneck. Okay, again, she's not answering the question. Are they doing a good job? And the only thing she points out that they're doing is they're having meetings, and they appointed a guy. Okay, so in other words, you're not doing it. Nothing has been done that's going to solve this crisis. This is a crisis. When we, when I want to go the Tickle Me Elmo or whatever the hell the, the big toy is going to be this year, I'm not going to be able to get it because it can't get here. Its shelves are going to not be stocked. The Wall Street Journal is actually talking again about shortages and toilet paper and paper towels. We already see they're putting limits on what you can buy. I bought paper towels. Josie and I bought paper towels. And I had to charge my paper towels separate from hers, even though we live in two different places. 
And the one thing is, if there are several layers to this, why doesn't she address the several layers? Why does she just go off and blame the China virus for this? Because the reality is, the problem is because people are not working right now. That's what's causing this whole thing. People are being paid to stay at home. They're making a ton of money staying home. I mean, the child tax credit is still going. So if you have three children under the age of uh, 12 or something, you're making good money just by staying at home. You don't need to work full time. That's the problem they're having at the shipping companies. It has, and that's the problem they're having with the, the chip manufacturers and all that. They're just not, they don't have the people to go out and work. And notice, the president, the, the question was, is the president satisfied with this task force? Not who you added to the task force. She never answers the question. But Ducey isn't finished. Oh, no, sir. He has a particularly brutal question here. And I think this completely sideswiped Jen Sackney. Thank you. Uh, Democratic candidate for governor in Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, who President Biden stumped for over the summer now says the president is unpopular today, unfortunately, here in Virginia. So we've got to plow through. Why do you think the president is unpopular in Virginia? Well, just if you look at facts in the polling, the president is the most popular figure in Virginia of anyone currently running for president or any former recent president. So. I just note that in terms of the data. But I would say that the president's agenda is incredibly popular. That's probably the reason why former Governor uh, McAuliffe is also running on that agenda, uh, whether it is reducing costs for the American people on child care, on elder care, uh, making sure the tax system is more fair, rebuilding our roads, rails, and bridges. Uh, those are all components of the president's agenda that he has a, a, a huge agreement with uh, Governor former Governor McAuliffe. Okay. Um, no, this is a great question. And you know what? He's not popular in Virginia. Mc Virginia is a blue state. It's a completely blue state. Hillary Clinton won that state by a lot. Biden won that state by a lot. Obama won that state by a lot. It is a blue state. McAuliffe is, it is neck in neck with a Republican candidate, I can't remember his name because I don't like him, that is really iffy. That Republican candidate, I, I, he's very iffy. I've heard him speak, and I'm like, God, that's the best the Republicans could come up with? Here's the problem. Not only is he is Biden not popular in Virginia, he's not popular in California. And I'll give you a step further. His spending policies and his tax policies are not popular either. That is a lie. It is not true. And how can we tell? He is tanking. He is underwater in every poll. He's underwater by 12 points in some polls, 8 points in others. He's at 38%, the lowest poll they, they have him. They have him between 38% and 43% approval. And that's with 50% disapproval. He's completely underwater. This is a great question. And if they really, if they really think the bad polls are because of, uh, are because, of, well, no, she already told us what she thinks the bad polls are 
uh, from. Here, listen to this. this. I mean, she actually said this, and this was the dumbest statement I have ever heard. But this is why he's got such bad pulls. Go ahead. This answer is maddening. It's the China virus, uh, virus's fault. It's the unvaxxed fault. But the buck stows, uh, stops with Joe Biden. Does she even... See, here's the problem. The left doesn't seem to understand how bad they sound. Uh, the buck stops here, but it's Trump's fault. But it's COVID's fault. But it's the unvaxxed fault. But it's white men's fault. It's straight white men's fault. This, this is what they keep saying. Well, the buck stops here. Well, if the buck stops here, why are you blaming the China virus, Trump, and the unvaxxed? And what does the unvaxxed have to do with his poll numbers? There aren't that many people that aren't vaccinated. And how can she so be so unaware that she's blaming the polls on COVID and the unvaxxed? She is... How can she be so unaware as a press secretary, which... I'm assuming she knows how to write. I'm assuming she knows how to read. That she is saying that the president is taking responsibility while not while blaming everyone else. And she's doing it in the same sentence. How can she and, and the other thing that is really and this is this is a real turnoff to a lot of people, but she is actually um, so dismissive of the problems that this administration is creating that's causing problems for us. We are the ones suffering. We're, inflation, the inflation is so bad right now that an uh, economic company found out that people are paying an extra $175 a month to survive. An extra $175 a month. That's gas, groceries. And I, you keep hearing Joe Biden say that, oh, well, everyone's income is up. Yeah, because people are hiring at a higher rate because they can't get anyone to go to work because the government keeps paying them. It is just so maddening 
that this administration, the good news is, we are a minority, conservatives, moderates, moderate Democrats. I'll even go liberals, because I like to call them leftists. Leftists are what Jen Psaki is. They're, they're all, they're, we're the, they're the majority. We're the majority. And a lot of people hear this stuff, and they're just not buying it anymore. But it's just maddening to hear that they just keep doing this stuff. Anyway, back to Peter Ducey, uh, Ducey filleting Jen Psaki. Uh, last week, Biden, this is a great story. Biden personally called a hospital because the wife of a good friend couldn't get in the hospital right away. And he was trying to, well, he was essentially trying to get pre- preferential treatment for his wife. For whatever reason, they didn't take him. We don't, we don't know why. He was trying to use his presidency to give pre- preferential treatment to his friends. How elitist of him. This isn't a secret. It shows the concerns of the who the president is really concerned about. And here's Ducey questioning Saki about, like, uh, why did you do this? Why did he do this? And what came about? And then just one more topic following up on his remarks yesterday. President Biden claims that he cold-called a Pennsylvania hospital to ask the death-receiving nurse why it was taking so long for a good friend's wife to be seen. What happened next? Well, the context of why the president told this story, which I think is important, and I promise I'll answer your question, is that he was expressing that hospitals, frontline workers, nurses, doctors in emergency rooms are still seeing and feeling the impact of the number of people who are unvaccinated, who are filling beds uh, in, in emergency rooms, ICUs, and it is preventing, in some cases, people who have other illnesses, uh, who may be seeking treatment, who may be ha- fearful of a heart attack, who other people who might be going to the emergency room from getting the care that they need. Uh, I don't have any other update uh, for the privacy of uh, of this individual. Okay, if you've got kids in the room, um, you may want to turn this down. Bullshit. That is, none of that is true. That's an absolute lie. Here's the context. The context is he wanted to get his friend's wife seen right away. It is stupid for him to have actually brought that up in front of the press because it's a really bad elitist look. But as usual, she he does something like that. He does something elitist. And she blames the China virus again. Oh, well, it's the, it's the unvaxxed and it's the China virus. That's why he wanted to check up. A, so he calls a, a front desk nurse to, to what now? To get your friend in? I mean, is she, does she think everyone is stupid? He, I would have done the same thing if I had a friend's wife and I would have said, hey, you know, could you do me a favor I mean, if I had some authority? But the reality is, I admit it. Yeah, no. He wasn't, didn't give a damn about the China virus or the unvaxxed. And you can tell it's all BS because she just freaking word vomited all over the place. I mean, she just came up with everything. This is one of the things that just, just, trips me out about these people is they sit back and they 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 crap they so much crap comes out of their mouth you can almost not remember what Jen Psaki what the question was and she never answered the question by the way she said I'll answer the question no you didn't answer the question you said you don't have any reports on it okay 
maybe we need to circle back to Joe Biden. When Joe Biden does this, because Joe Biden does the same thing. He does word vomiting all the time. He's asked a question. It takes him three minutes to get through an answer, and then there's never an answer. And by the time that comes in, either you've fallen asleep, turned off the television, or forgotten what the question was. He does the same thing. It's garbage. It's really refreshing. You know what would be refreshing? If, if you got two or three word answers to everything, that would be refreshing. Here's the problem. That was Steve. That was Peter Ducey. I keep saying Steve Ducey because I, I use his cookbooks. But that was Peter Ducey. It's not just Peter Ducey that's attacking now. The problem is the legacy media who's been hiding the ball for Biden for a couple of years now, they can't hide the ball anymore. People see what's going on. People are not happy about it. These polls are killing Biden. And if they decided to keep defending Biden, even with all these polls, um, this is going to be a problem for them. They're going to lose legitimacy. So here's uh, CNN. And I use his name because I couldn't believe he asked this question. I didn't even know he was a, a press corps for the president. Uh, Jeremy Diamond. He was asking, uh, he was asking uh, about the economy and the horrid job numbers for September. Poor Jen Psaki. God, what a day. And then just going to kind of big picture here, um, today we saw another jobs report that fell well below expectations, the smallest jobs gains in nearly a year. Gas prices are at a seven-year high. Inflation is up. Uh, the president is struggling to get the rest of his uh, Build Back Better agenda passed through Congress. How do you assess where things stand right now with regards to, uh, to his presidency? And, and do you see a need at this point to course correct, perhaps? We certainly don't see things as darkly as you do. Um, Jen should try and see things as darkly as he does. Because we all see things very darkly. And we see things darkly because his Joe Biden's policies are killing us. Everything that that reporter said was absolutely correct. And he even did try to... She did try to... He did try to sugarcoat this question. He tried to ease her into this question. There's no easing into this question. This is a huge problem. Inflation, inflation, the supply chain problems, the uh, border crisis, all this stuff is happening and people are being affected. And she is, oh, it's dark. Basically, this comment I, I cut in the middle because she's blaming the reporter for being observant, and she's trying to make it that this isn't a real problem. This is just something you're coming up with. Most people do not see the failures of this, this administration. That is a very dangerous take when you're when you've noticed when your poll numbers have dropped 12 points in the last four months. That is a very dangerous attitude to take. The president's focus is on uh, leading through. A challenging time, and that has been his focus from the first day he took office. Uh, if you look at the data month over month, as I noted a few minutes ago, we, he has also created five million jobs under his presidency. We've created an average of 500,000 jobs a month. We are at a faster rate of economic growth, a lower rate of unemployment than in quite some time. That's progress. That's moving exactly in the right direction. And as it, as it relates to the president's agenda, uh, we're continuing to press forward 
forward uh, with uh, members of Congress who have a broad range of views about the path forward. But we're making progress. The president remains confident we're going to get it done. Uh, and this is what governing looks like. No, she's wrong. This is what incompetence looks like. Okay, she's doing something. She's trying to spin her way out of this whole thing. She's trying to spin her way out of, you know, hey, we're doing a good job. Really, really. Look, look, look. Um, yes, five million jobs have been taken. I, I hate the, the word created because the government doesn't create shit. All right. Um, but we should be at nine to 12 million jobs that are taken. We have 10 million open jobs now. Now, here's a, it's something I didn't realize until I, I, I heard it in another podcast, uh, Ben Shapiro's podcast. Yes, there were 194,000 jobs created, and they're trying to push this. And for it dropped to 4.8% uh, unemployment, but 183,000 people actually dropped out of the workforce. So that's 183,000 people that are not even counted anymore. I didn't know this. I, I heard this and then I looked it up. The economy is heating up. It should be going up. But here's the problem. It's not superheating. It's not heating that much. Don't forget, last year we had an economy that was completely shut down by the government. The economy should be flying all over the place right now. And it's not. And she again, she throws all the sugar on the table. Oh, we're unemployment's down and we're creating 5 million jobs, blah, blah, blah. But she's ignoring inflation, soaring gas prices, and the national debt and supply chain problems. She ignores all that. And she ignores it even when someone, even like when Peter Ducey asked her about it. So this, this administration is basically hiding head in the sand and hoping this stuff, for some reason, goes away. I mean, the fact that this Biden, this administration does not see any issues, refuses to take responsibility, blames everyone else for their shortcomings, this is, and then says, no, we're on the right track. Um, this is not being embraced by Americans. And that is why he's way down in the polls. And this is going to be a killer for the 2022 elections for the Democrats. This is going to be a killer. And right now we are in serious danger of entering recession territory. And there is no way Biden's going to be able to blame Trump on that one. Here's another question about something that I think is going to be a huge scandal. This is about Hunter Biden and selling $500,000 worth of finger paints that he did. Now, understand something. I've seen these paintings. I could put paint on my cat and throw it against a canvas that's hung on the wall. And that's basically what Hunter Biden is doing. Again, Listen to what Jen Psaki does here, because it's absolute, it's hysteric. It would be funny if it wasn't something that's actually quite serious and needs to be answered. Um, the ambassador designated to India mm -hmm. was seen reportedly at an event in Los Angeles last week, uh, an art gallery event uh, that featured the artwork of the president's son, Hunter. 
um, the ethicists who have pointed to this arrangement have expressed concern that the president's son selling art could potentially uh, put the president in a situation where those who seek jobs either in this administration or favors from this administration uh, and could put this White House in an awkward position. Should, first of all, what is the White House's response to the fact that uh, an ambassador nominee was at this event? And secondly, should we expect to see more people who seek jobs in this administration attending events like this in the future? Well, to be clear, we've spoken to the arrangement that is run by the gallerist uh, and Hunter Biden's uh, representatives that the White House provided suggestions for. I'd refer you to the gal gallerist for questions about uh, the event, um, and, and, and as well as the uh, representatives of uh, Mr. Garcetti in terms of his attendance. Okay. Just to follow up, this is exactly what ethicists said they were worried about. What is specifically? The fact that, uh, the, that the president reportedly attended an event. Well, the president's son would be selling artwork and then meeting potentially with people who would seek to buy it. If you have attendees at that event who might be seeking either jobs in this administration or favors from this administration, isn't it an awkward situation to put the president in? Again, the gallerist has spoken to, we've spoken to the specifics, what the gallerist has agreed to, and what uh, per, what recommendations were made. I've done that several times. I don't have additional details for it from here. I point you to them. Go ahead. So, so does this White House not have any concerns about uh, the photos that have emerged of showing Hunter Biden at that gallery alongside prospective buyers? I point you to the gallerist on uh, specifics of the restrictions that were put in place. Great. But what about the position of this White House? This is a president who ran on being transparent and... And we were very transparent about what recommendations were made to the gallerist, uh, and I would again point to them or the many times I've spoken about that from here. Okay, so what we're going to do is, I, I'm going to go over Hunter Biden thing in a second, because he's going to be a big issue. I don't think President Biden is going to get through the rest of his presidency without having to deal with this. And I got news for you, this whole thing with Hunter Biden is impeachable. And it's getting really ugly because now even the mainstream media is beginning to hit it. The legacy media is beginning to hit this. Now, Jen does some things here, again, that are really irritating to me. First off, she avoids the question by saying that someone else has the answer. In this case, the gallerist. That is a chicken crap way of doing things. She does this all the time. So if, when they're asking, okay, so how many people are left in, how many people are left in Afghanistan that have visas that are American citizens? She'll say you need to go to the State Department. Uh, you need to go to the Defense Department. You need to ask them, why doesn't she have that information? Why, what do you mean? You're the press secretary. You're speaking on behalf of the president. The president, if you should be unknowing the same thing that the president knows within reason. Also, she minimizes the issue. There was an, ambas a foreign, an ambassador at Hunter Biden's art exhibit. And there was potential ambassadors at Hunter Biden's art exhibit. It looks like corruption. And she sat back and said, well, what, because he just showed up there? Yeah. This is what I'd like somebody to actually say to her. Yeah, why is a potential ambassador visiting an art exhibit for Hunter Biden? A guy who wants to get hired, again, more on that later, but a guy who wants to get hired by Joe Biden. Why is he at that art, art exhibit? 
she's truly a terrible press secretary. And it's really beginning to show. She's getting short-tempered. She has to do this every day. And she's, I, I, I gotta believe, she's actually getting sick and tired of having to answer questions because this administration is incompetent and corrupt. I'll throw this out here. She said she would resign in a year. Prepare for that resignation by January. She will be out. And by the way, in January, that'll be a year. This must be putting a ton of stress on her. And she even sounds like in these these meetings, she's going to pop. And by the way, she's a ginger. She's already unstable. So you can't, you can't sit there and forget that. Now, speaking of Hunter Biden, I have said this. The Hunter Biden issue is going to be an issue. It is going to be a scandal. The media tried to cover it up last year when his first laptop, I mean, he's lost three laptops for Christ's sake. When he lost his first laptop, which by the way, that laptop is with the FBI right now. Nothing's happened. We don't even know if they're investigating it. But this is turning into a scandal and the mainstream media cannot hide this anymore. They are beginning to ask questions. So let's take a look at Hunter Biden. Just a short list. He has a drug problem. He likes hookers. The above two we know for a fact because he films himself taking drugs and sleeping with hookers. We even have a thought that this guy might be sleeping with underage girls. Why? There's film of it. He was the head of a board of a Ukrainian oil company when Old Joe was vice president. He was on a board of a Chinese company when Old Joe was vice president. He made $5 million from that Ukrainian oil company. We, I don't even know what he's making. He had an affair with his dead brother's wife. He illegally owned a gun. That illegally owned gun was thrown into a trash dumpster across the street from a school because his girlfriend, who happened to be his dead brother's wife, thought he would commit suicide. He's under FBI investigation for corruption and tax evasion. He's impregnated a stripper. He used the N-word in text messages with his lawyer. And there's another, there is actually another story which I haven't been able to confirm yet about him making a comment about Hispanics. He's lost three laptops. One is with the FBI, and the other now might be with a Russian a Russian, Russian intelligence. On that laptop, he may have information, emails. Each of those laptops has emails related to payments to his father. Again, more corruptions. More corruption. That's just a short list of the shenanigans this guy's been up to. These are the only ones I have on the top of my head. So what does this guy with a list of achievements like this do? Painting. He starts painting. Because that's what I do. If I was, you know looking at prison time, knowing that I'd never get prison time, I'd sit back and start painting, find something find something to do. 
seems like a wholesome, legitimate, and relaxing hobby. I write to relax, so this, this kind of makes sense. Maybe that'll keep him off, off the crack pipe. I enjoy it. Maybe he enjoys painting. But here's the difference. I'm not that great at writing. I know I'm going to finish a book. You're going to hear about it every freaking day when I'm finished it and I publish it on Amazon. I'm not expecting to make money off of it. I do it because I enjoy it. But Hunter Biden, he's making money. A lot of money. And he's doing it with some really sketchy people. According to the New York Post, quote, at least five prints of Hunter Biden's artwork have already been sold for 75000 each, and a team of lawyers is vetting potential patrons who plan to attend his upcoming gallery show in New York City, which has now been delayed due until the spring, the Post has learned. The George Burgess... Uh, hold on. The George Burgess Gallery sold the prints before October 1st, opening of a pop-up presentation in Los Angeles. A source familiar with the matter says. So what what ended up happening is they just threw these this artwork here, and it was all five pieces were sold right off the bat. It's unclear who purchased the reproductions, which cost a fraction of the top price of five hundred thousand dollars for an original piece by the President Biden's scandal scar stun, or if any of the any more were sold after the LA Open. So we don't even know what he's selling here. This stuff just was bought. We don't know who bought it. We don't know who sold it. By the way, the art industry is one of the most corrupt industries in the world. A lot of art that is out there today is actually stolen during wars, during unrest, things like that. And it's also very hard to track who got what. So what what do we normally call that in the law? It's called money laundering. Continuing with the post story, quote, but most of these allowed to buy works are longtime private collectors with gallery, people at, that Burgess knows personally, the source said. And by the way, the Burgess Gallery, they've actually got kind of a sketchy history when it comes to taxes and fun stuff like that. So let's let's be careful with the Burgess Gallery. This is not a this is not a place that is really um, how shall I say without question. Continuing with the story. Meanwhile, a leading ethics expert told the Post that Biden's recent schmoozing with attend—that's a good word—schmoozing with attendees at his debut exhibition showed that the White House attempt to prevent influence peddling by keeping buyers anonymous won't work and should be scrapped in favor of Plan B. What's Plan B? Uh, I we don't know. We have no idea. Supposedly, all the potential buyers are screened and their backgrounds are investigated by lawyers. I would assume they're Hunter Biden's lawyers. I would assume they are lawyers for the Burgess Gallery itself. We don't know who these lawyers are. That's not mentioned in the article. Do you know who showed up there? Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti. He went to the exhibit. Why? To purchase, does Eric Garcetti sound like... Well, first off, if Eric Garcetti dropped $75,000 on a piece of artwork by Hunter Biden, he's got crappy taste, and the other problem is, where is he getting $75,000 of just cash to just drop around? Right? I mean, he's a career politician. He's also in the running to be the ambassador to India. So... And that plan to keep the buyers anonymous, yeah, that didn't work out. 
That's that's not a thing. Hunter Biden was actually caught t- taking. Uh, there were pictures of him actually socializing at the galleries. So that's not working. This was a lie by the Biden administration, and it is a huge violation of ethics ethics rules. Many say that old Joe can avoid all this mess in three ways. One, publish the identities of the buyers. Let us figure out who these people are and what they are. Let us look at the background. Because apparently the Biden administration is not looking at that. Second, have all who are going to be involved in the administration sign recusal letters so they will not hire anyone who has bought any of this crappy art. That hasn't been done. And finally, tell Hunter Biden not to sell his crap until after old Joe is out of office. That won't happen. It hasn't happened. It won't happen because Hunter Biden, well, he has a right to make money. That's what they're saying. And he's not he's making money now. He's not gonna make money when Joe is, you know, drooling in a chair while he's watching Matlock after he's president as after his presidency has ended. The kid has been an embarrassment and a hangnail for old Joe. The media did now we know why sleepy creepy Joe is creepy. His son got, took it right after him. The media did everything they could to hide Hunter during the election. Remember that post story last September that came out about his lo- stolen his lost laptop, which wasn't lost. He effed it up by turning the laptop in to get repaired, then never got it. He's lost three laptops and all fell into the wrong hands. And we don't know where it went. He thinks, one, again, with a Russian hooker, he sat back and said, on video, why this guy films himself boinking hookers all the time and using dope? I don't know. But he sat there and said, well, I think I lost it. I think a Russian intelligence might have it. Sleepy, creepy Joe Biden is compromised. This is a huge problem. This is a problem that could lead to a an impeachment. Hunter Biden is so stupid and arrogant, he's not even hiding it anymore. It's getting to the point that Joe Biden's going to have to start answering questions on this whole thing. He's not going to be able to hide this much longer. Okay, well, I had a third story, but it's already 45, 47 minutes in. So I'm just going to wait for this story tomorrow. We're going to run late again tomorrow because I, like I said, I've already written two of these podcasts and uh, I can't skip any of this stuff, I even if I have to go along. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I know you're going to see all of the publishings, video, audio, fun stuff like that. Um, I need to redo the website so it may go down for a little bit. Don't be too shocked. I hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.